when I when I talk to them, the first thing I ask is, it, it doesn't matter where, where the point where they are at, but the first thing I ask is, do you know God? Do you know that God loves you? And most of the people, Christians and non-Christians, the answer is not very convincing. What a loving God. To choose even against Him, your Creator, He says, you can, if you don't want, it's okay. And yet we human beings, when we have our child, our son, giving problem in the house, we kick them out. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Good morning, church. I hope I find you well. Did you have a good week? Praise the Lord. What a mighty God we serve. A God full of love. You know, I love it when I hear testimonies like we just heard here, that somebody knew and saw that they were almost gone. But, but God, but God, and it's only God that can do these things. And these testimonies that they come in at the right time and they really lift us up to know that God is our Father and he loves us. Amen. Praise the Lord. And uh, I don't know, today I just wanted to uh, 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 start some way, but I wanted to know, uh, to say to you that I don't know what issues you have. I don't know. Be it sickness, be it affliction, be it difficulties, because be it lack, be it something else. I don't know what it is that is in your heart or in your family or in your friends or whatever it is. But I want you, I'm here, I want you to know that we have a father in heaven and he's our God and the creator. And he said in his, in, in his word that uh, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and turn away from the sin, from evil, and call up unto me, I will hear from heaven, and I will come down and I will heal their land. So I just want us to take a bit of time now. I don't know what you're going through, and forget about the person that is next to you, but you, yourself, and God. And we just stand up now, and we lift whatever problem we have to God, and let him know. He says, ask me of anything, because he is the God that has the answers. So we pray for our children, we pray for our parents, we pray for ourselves, we pray for our church, we pray for our pastors, we pray, let's just lift every affliction, everything that we have to God today, this morning, individually, but we are standing here today corporately because there is power when we stand together and call upon the name of the Lord, amen. My people, if my people that are called by my name and call up to heaven together and we call up to heaven and tell him, God, my children, God, my father, God, my mother, God, my friend, God, just lift up everything to him in the name of Jesus. Amen. Praise the Lord. Father, we thank you. Father, we give you praise. We are here, God, to worship you, to exalt your name, to lift your name high, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ. Here we are, your people, your people that are called by your name. And we are calling up unto you, God, in the name of Jesus. We say, Father, our children, we commit our children into your hands, Lord, in the name of Jesus. We cover them with the blood of Jesus. They will not encounter any problems. They will not encounter anything, Lord, that will consume them in the name of Jesus. And we lift up, Lord, our sisters, our brothers. We lift up our pastors today, Lord, as they go to rest. 
Lord, wherever they are, Lord, we pray that you cover them with your wings and cover them, Lord. We cover them as well with the blood of Jesus. We thank you, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Father. We pray for all nations. We believe, God, that you have a place for us to get. And we are praying for this and we receive it today in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah. God is so good. Hallelujah. Now, I don't know, uh, you might be anxious this morning, you might be fearful, lacking peace and joy, but uh, I want you to be encouraged today as you hear the word of God. I have this word that was put in my heart to bring to, to church when I was preparing this, and I thought that this word was really for God's people because I had a lot of difficulties and a lot of things coming against me when I was preparing this word. And then I realized that this is a word that God wants for his people, but the enemy does not want it. But who, how many know that it is not about the enemy, but about God himself? Because we are not led by the enemy, but we are led by the Spirit of God. Amen. So we have this word. I have this word today that I have been put in my heart to bring on to you guys, and um, I believe you'll be blessed um, and encouraged, uh, because this is the word of God, which is true and lovely, honorable and pure, excellent, and worthy of praise. And I bring you this message today, and I believe the Lord has prepared your hearts that you receive this in Jesus' name. Father, I just want to thank you again today in the name of Jesus. That, Father, you prepare the hearts of your people to receive this word and let this word take eminence in their heart in the name of Jesus. Not let the enemy steal it from them in the name of Jesus. I will not speak my mind. I will not speak anything that is of the flesh. But, Father, I ask that you speak through me through your spirit in Jesus' name. Amen. So the word that I have for you guys is that you are God's beloved. You are God's beloved, and even you that is watching from home, wherever you are sitting, I want you to know that you are God's beloved, no matter what happens. You must know that God loves you. Praise the Lord. That's why there was a bit of a thing trying to stop this message coming through, because God loves you, and a lot of people do not know, do not understand this. They do not understand, they're not sure what exactly is happening in their lives, because the enemy tries to suppress the word as it comes into them and he steals it and destroys it amen but we have to be strong and stay connected because we are a spirit a spirit and god is a spirit we must stay connected to the spirit of god and then we get empowered amen but what we what happens is uh, when we lose the connection with God and then we start to get the flesh to take over and then when we have the flesh leading us then we are led into destruction. Amen. We had the example of Jesus Christ himself. The Bible tells us now and again he was going away to pray on his own praying. And all the time he was praying, what he was doing was he was making sure that his spirit was connected to God at all times. No wonder when he came from there, he was full of power, full of God's love and passion and everything else and full of healing. Amen. Because he was empowered. But what we do is when we don't connect, then we start losing that, that power 
and then we start to move in the flesh. And then when the flesh leads us, then we are really destroyed. Amen. So we must stay connected in the spirit because we are a spirit that is connected to God and created by God. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You know, I pray with a lot of people all over the, all over the, the, the countries and, and sometimes they'll be in trouble and they get uh, 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 advice from somebody. Why don't you uh, phone this man? And then when I, when I talk to them, the first thing I ask is, uh, it, it doesn't matter where, where the point where they are at, but the first thing I ask is, do you know God? Do you know that God loves you? And most of the people, Christians and non-Christians, the answer is not very convincing. They are not quite sure. They say yes, and they say sometimes, and they say they don't know. But there isn't anything like sometimes, and I don't know in anything, because it is what it is that God loves you, and that you have to know. No matter what happens, no matter where you are at, no matter what things are happening in your life, you must have this at the bottom of your, your heart, that God loves you. And it is the lack of this knowledge and understanding that God loves us that we end up in a certain place that uh, we, we, we are now in doubt and we are in disbelief and we, we are not certain ourselves that the enemy rain comes in and gets into the, through that door, that, that uh, doubt, that uh, uncertainty. Then he comes and then he tries to take off and take control. But, but all we know is... When the enemy is involved, all he has got for us is destruction. Amen. So we've got to make sure that we have and we keep those doors closed against the enemy. So today, uh, I want to start uh, on this uh, topic just for us to recap a little bit so that we can really know where it all started. I will start from where life began. The Bible in Genesis 1 says, in the beginning, God created heaven and earth. Amen. So that's where it started. And then uh, in verse 26 and 27, it says, let us create man out of our own image. And in 27 says, and then he created him in his own image. He created us. And then from that creation, that shows that God loved his creation. He loved us so much that he gave us dominion over the earth and everything else. But then something happened. And in Genesis 3, 6, and then we messed it up. We did what God had asked us not to do. We ate the fruit, and then we lost connection. And then we couldn't, we, we sinned against God, and we're not worthy to be in his presence. So we were separated from him. But God... The Bible says God is omniscient. He knows everything. So he knew that we would sin and we would fall, but we would need his help. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you that we have a God that he knew these things ahead of time. And he knew I have my son, I have my daughter, I have them, this dominion, but they are going to mess it. But what am I going to do when they mess it? But he had a plan. Amen. The enemy thought he had, he had humans destroyed, but God had a plan, and he didn't know the plan. We thank God. In 1 Peter 1 and 20, it says, Who verily uh, has 
foreordained before the foundation of the world, but has manifest in these last times for you. And that's God's plan for redemption. Praise the Lord. Now, the next one is in John 1 and uh, um, verse 1 to 3. It says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was anything made that was made, and that was Jesus Christ. Because the word was with God, the word was made flesh. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And in John 1, 14 says, And the the word was made flesh and dwelt amongst us, full of grace and truth. So this was the plan that God had, that he would send the word, which was his son, to come and bring redemption to his people, to come and bring his people back to him, because they were lost, because they they had lost it in the garden. Amen. Now, we know that God, God is love because that's his nature. And us perishing and in need of salvation. And there was God for us to save us. How was that going to happen? And then it brings us to this scripture that I think all of us know and love and maybe we can recite it over and over again. And I want to tell you, every time I read it, I get a different revelation altogether. And every time it changes, and every time I think it seems to be getting deeper and deeper. But when you read it on the first, on the onset, it just sounds like one of the scriptures. But I have gone to understand that this scripture is actually the word of God itself. It's actually the gospel. Thank you, Jesus. And this scripture we found in John 3 and his verse 16. Let us just uh, say this scripture together so that we can really understand what we are getting at here. 1, 2, and 3. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth should not perish but have everlasting life. Thank you, Jesus. Whosoever now was meaning Anyone, anyone. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. So what I've done here, church, is I've just broken the scripture to help us understand a little bit. The first one is God's love. God so loved the world, loved. God's love is wide enough to embrace all persons. It's great. We cannot measure it. It's immeasurable. And then the second one, uh, God gave his son, uh, gave, that's, he gave his son as an offering for sin on the cross. The atonement, uh, the atonement proceeded from the loving heart of God. It was not something that was forced on him. It came from his heart. Remember how he had the plan of salvation from the beginning because he knew man was sin. So this was coming right down from the bottom of his heart because he is love himself. And he wanted to save us because we were his beloved creation. And to believe includes three things. Uh, It includes to be sure of conviction that Jesus Christ is God's son and the only savior for lost humanity. 
And secondly, it includes a self-surrender fellowship with obedience to Christ. And thirdly, a fully assured trust in Christ that he is, able, is both able and willing to bring you to the final salvation, to the fellowship with God in heaven. Praise the Lord. And to perish, perishing points uh, not to physical death, but to the dreadful reality of eternal punishment. And everlasting, uh, everlasting life is the gift God bestows upon us when we are born again. It is not only express perpetuity, but also quality of life that frees us from the power of sin and Satan in order to know God. Praise the Lord. This year, church, is God's love for you and me. It is the gospel. The weight of how much God loves you rests on this scripture. Praise God. For God so loved the world. We give you praise, Lord. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Now, when Jesus came into the world, he was full of uh, love because he came from the Father. And we just said that God's nature was love. And he was love himself as well. And he only came because he loves us. And he agreed to come and die. He knew when he was coming that he was going to come and die. But he agreed because he loved us. I will go and I will die for these people. I will go and I will die for our creation. And he died for you and for me. He died for you, for me, for every one of us. That we might come back and get connected to him. All the torturing, all the suffering that happened on the cross. We cry when we, when we watch this film about Christ uh, on the cross. We, we cry. I cry sometimes. But in reality, it was beyond that. The Bible says he was unrecognizable. But he went through this just for you and for me. So that's how much deep this love he, he has for us. And then when he gives us his word in here to give us a direction and a way of living and, 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 and shows us how to survive in this world here, we need to understand how much he has gone to do this, that we might have this. And then when we have this, we have to understand now how important it is that we reach out to those people that are out there that don't really understand and don't really grasp this, what God did through his son. He gave and he went through so much torturing that we, we cannot even, we, we can't look, but God himself, he said he had to do this. Christ knew when he was going to go through this in the garden, he told his disciples that he was going in and he went to pray and thought, if the father had another way of bringing his people back to him, he could probably do that because he knew exactly what he was going to go through. But he said, however, not my will, but yours. Praise God. He offered himself, not my will, God, not my will, Father, but yours be done. And his will was done. And he looked to the side and his son was killed. His son was crucified. His son was tortured. His son died. That's why the Bible says, God knew from before the foundations, this is a plan I have 
The good thing is the devil did not know. Because the Bible says if only they had known, they wouldn't have crucified him. Because that was the way out for us, for you and for me, that Christ be crucified, died, shed the blood once and for all. And we don't have to go to anywhere else. We don't have to do anything else. This is the gift of God. His grace has given it to us. And now we are able to pray to him. We are able to say, come boldly before the throne of grace. That's why I asked you guys to stand up and to pray to God and ask him of anything that is not happening in your life. He says, come boldly before the throne of grace. So that means we can now go and tell him all these problems that we have. And he's a God that hears and he's God that answers our prayers. Praise the Lord. So I want you to know, please, as you live today, let this be engraved in your heart that you are God's beloved. No matter what happens, no matter what you see happening, do not let the enemy come into your situation and try to tell you what is going on in your life. It is because of this. It is because of this. It is because of this. God has given you that power and the strength on the inside of you in your spirit, man. That when you stay connected, you are able to realize that this is just the enemy. And you are able to stand against him. And you are able to tell him to back off in the name of Jesus. Amen. So we need to get very strong in this. This is where, this, this is where the secret is that is making sure that our spirit is connected to the spirit of God at all times. That's why it says in Psalms 91, he that dwells in the secret place shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. So this is where we need to stay, connected at all times. And then we will be able to be led by the spirit. Because if we don't, we'll be led by the flesh. And the flesh, the flesh always asks us to do things that are terrible. Amen. Praise the Lord. So let's stay connected to the power and the, and the existence of God and, um, and we, will be, we will be perfect. We'll be, we will be good to go rather. Thank you, Jesus. You know, I heard this one preacher that uh, um, was uh, talking about this uh, 316 in some other place and I like the way he broke it down and he said, the gospel itself, the gospel that we preach now, we say, go and preach the gospel, go and preach the gospel. He says this whole thing, gospel itself, is in the word of God, in this scripture, in, uh, in John 3, 16. He says, for God so loved the world, there is your G there. The world that he gave, his only, there is your O there. Begotten son, there is S there. Whosoever believeth in him should not perish, there is P there. But have everlasting, there is E there. Life. Gospel. Praise the Lord. I thought that was fantastic. I thought that was fantastic. I had not looked at it that way, but when, when, when he said, I said, what did he say? And I went back again into the scripture and I thought, Wow. That's the gospel. So the, in John 3.16 is everything in there. Everything is in this scripture that we are standing upon. There is love there. There is the gospel. There is everything in there. That's why I said when you read it from time to time, when you read the next time, the revelation gets deeper and deeper and deeper. And now 
when we started, because when I pray with people all over, when they have children, I ask them if I could give their children a scripture, and I normally give them this one. And I phone back after some time, a week or two, and the youngster can recite this scripture. It's wonderful. And they grow up knowing John 3.16. But then, it's only when they get older and get into the word more deeper that they begin to understand this revelation that we have today. Amen. But when he started, when he was a nine-year-old, he just knew, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, blah, 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 end of story. But today, I believe that when you also leave this place, you have this understanding that this is where the gospel is, and this is where we stand, and this is where the love of God is. Amen. Because God gave his son, and out of love he did this only to save us, to save you and me. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And we have a, a scripture in Ephesians uh, 3 and 18, as Paul was praying for the Ephesians that they might, uh, to God, that they might understand the love, his love. He said he was praying that they might understand the length, the breadth, the height, the depth, of, of, uh, of God's love. And then in there, when he was praying, it was telling us that the length of God's love is because he gave. He, he went to that, he went to that uh, uh, length. He went to that as far as he could go to give. Amen. And the breath was the whole world. The whole world, the breath was the whole world. He reached out to the whole world, every nation and every tribe. He reached out to them. And the depth was whosoever believeth. So God had to go right down. He goes right down to the bottom. Whosoever. He doesn't choose whether you come from a special place or whatever. He says whosoever. But the most important thing is whosoever what? Believeth. There's people that don't believe. You will live here today and you will be sharing the gospel and some will believe you and some will not believe. Amen. They will tell you that it's not for me. I've been told that before. That's not for me, brother. I said, no, God bless you. And I've been told before that's not now. I want to have a good time, maybe later. I said, God bless you, brother. But they say, maybe later. How do you know you'll be there tomorrow morning? How do you know? Nobody knows. That's why when God, Jesus was walking, Zacchaeus, remember the short man? He said, I've heard about this man that's coming, but I will not be able to see or hear anything. I better go up a tree. And he went up a tree. He took advantage. You see, you, get, you use a bit of a brain. I can see even better. So he went up a tree, but when Jesus got there, because he, he sees he sees us before we even see, you know. And he got there and he realized there was this man up the tree. He told him to come down. Zacchaeus, come down. And these people, they knew him because he was a tax collector. And they hated him. And they said they were sinners and all sorts. But listen to this. Christ said to Zacchaeus, I'm going to your house today. Salvation has come to your house. So you see the lens that Zacchaeus went out to seek Jesus, to seek this man that he has heard about. Even if he knew that 
he was in a terrible place, cheating people, taking money from people and all sorts of things. But he said, I've heard about this good man. Let me go and see. And that is the day of his salvation. Praise the Lord. So there is nothing like, I am going to do it some other time. Once the word enters into your heart, ask the Lord to help you. The Holy Spirit will bring a reality into your conviction of where you are at with your God, your maker, your creator. Praise the Lord. I want you to be happy today because I believe, I sense here, I don't know, but I sense that God is doing something amongst us. There is, there is things that he's giving to us today. And we just have to be in that position to be able to receive this. And every one of us has to pray, to pray to God. Lord, I thank you for this way that has come to us. And wherever it is, Lord, I ask, ask him to help you. That you begin to receive it and begin to move and be positioned in a place where he wants you to be. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. There's a lot of people here that are going to come back and say, you know, from that day when I heard about the love of God for me and I began to embrace it and things have changed in my life. Because when I said, what do we have to preach about is I love these people. They are my people and I've got so much love for them. But they don't understand. They, 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 they do not really comprehend what exactly is happening. And sometimes when I pray with somebody and I say, do you know that God loves you? Sometimes they say they're not quite sure. But when they, when they begin to go to a place of understanding what Christ did when he hung on the cross, it was only out of love for them that they might have. He says, I came that they might have life. Have it in abundance. So the life that we need in abundance is not to enjoy this life in here, but is to be able to fulfill what God has for us while we are on this earth here. Amen. And that is to reach out to others, to the lost, to help all those and have compassion, love other people. That's why Jesus told his disciples that I have loved you, my father, the same way my father has loved me. The father has loved me and I've given you the same love. And now you go and love others too. Love one another as I have loved you. Praise God. So this is all about love. And this love that I'm talking about is the love that comes right from the maker, the creator, the one that originated. That's why I started in Genesis in the beginning. Because that's where it all started. That love started there. And then it moved on. And then it went into creation and got this man. And then it went into this. And then the enemy did all sorts of things. I think you all understand that. But the bottom line, church, is to understand that God, our Father, our Creator, loves us so much. And once we embrace that, we will know that we have this. Some people say, I have gone this and I have done this and I prayed for that and I've done that. But when I ask them, do they really understand that all those things that they have prayed for was done on the cross? If they begin to accept that, to know that that thing was done and it happened on the cross, and then they will understand what this love of God is. And then they are set free from whatever is afflicting them. Praise the Lord. So it is this understanding and embracing what God has done for us. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 
So you see, uh, um, the love of God is, uh, is expressive. It's in action. So, um, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You know, when God had this love for us, he put it into action. I love these people. And this is what they've gone through. This is what has happened to them. And he put it into action. When he put it into action, then he sent a savior. And it was only his son that could fit this bracket. Only his son can do this. And nobody else. And he did it. So the same with us. When we have this word in us, when we have this love, we will feel it in our heart. And then we have also to act like he did. How do we act? We reach out to our neighbor. We reach out to our brother. We reach it out to our sister. We reach it out to whoever it is we think. Let them choose. Don't choose for them. I don't think, some people say, I don't think if I tell him he will ever change. You don't know. You give him the word and let them choose. I do not want this. I do not want this. Because it is he that believeth. If they do not want it, that is their problem. You have done your job. You have reached out. You have given. You have reached out in compassion. Because why you reach out is because you know them. And you see what they are going through. And I think they need a savior. And then you reach out to them. If they refuse, that's okay. You don't force anybody upon the gospel. Amen. You don't force anybody upon God. They come themselves after being convicted and believing what it is. If they don't, fair enough. That is their own story. But we all know where these stories end up. Amen. Because we know that there is going to be doom for some of, of the people. But we don't want them there. Because even God himself, that God said himself that uh, it is not in his will that any one of us should perish. He wants all of us because we are all his people, all his children. Amen. And he wants all of us. The only, pro the only problem, I think, to him is not a problem, but the only problem, I think, is he can't force us. <laughs> he gives us the choice. The choice. The choice to choose even against him. What a loving God. To choose even against him, your creator. He says, you can, if you don't want, it's okay. And yet we human beings, when we have our child, our son, giving problem in the house, we kick them out. I don't want to see you again. There's people that don't talk to their parents. There's people that don't talk to their children because they did something wrong and they kicked them out. I don't want to see you again, ever. But not God. God, he says, come back. And at whatever time you come back, he welcomes you. Praise the Lord. Come back. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's why we have scriptures like we have the prodigal son. Sometimes we take what we think is all our own and we follow the world and we are gone. But it is a good thing like we did, like I did. To realize that I am lost. I am going in the wrong direction. And it is at that moment 
that you realize that I need, like this prodigal son, I need to go back to my father. Because where I am now, the life I'm living was not even, uh, even our servants, he said, our servants were not treated like that. So I'm actually better off if I go back to my father and be treated like the servant. But however, when we come back, God says, come just as you are, messed up and filthy and all that, and he will clean you up. Like the father did to his son. He cleaned him up and gave him a new gown and gave him a new ring and made a feast. Praise the Lord. So that's what God does for us. That's what he did when we gave our life to Christ. And he says, now here you stay with me. You are my son. You messed up when you went out there. You won't even ask about what he gave to you. You just say, come in here. Because God has everything. So whatever you lost, he will give it back. Praise the Lord. So it says, just come as you are. So guys, this is the word of God. Come as you are. You are not in a waste place. You are not in a, in a place where you can't turn around. The only problem is you to realize that you are facing the wrong way. You are facing the wrong end and change and go the other side. The Bible says there's two ways. One leads to destruction and one leads to life. And it says in Proverbs, my son, choose life. Choose life. But still the choice is on us. I'm glad that you come, guys, and we gather today like God's children and encourage each other in his word and help each other in seeing some of the things so that the revelation increases. And when we have revelation, we begin to know and we begin to have direction and we begin to have courage and we start moving in the direction that God wants us to move. Praise the Lord. So when we go on the streets, when we go in the houses, when we go in workplace, wherever it is, when you share the word of God, that is it. Let your mouth just say to somebody, do you know that Jesus loves you? I don't believe that. That's fine. You don't believe it, but his word says so. And I will pray for you. Tell them I will pray for you. God, what for? What for? That God will touch you. I tell them at work, I am going to pray for you. Now they call me uh, <laughs> Father Philip. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. Once you talk about Jesus and talk about God, they think you're a priest. Now they say, Father Filipino, Father Filipino. <laughs> and I just said, because I always tell them that I will pray for you. And I do. And if they complain about anything at work, my, my head, I say, what's the problem? Oh, I have this migraine. Now, don't worry about it. My aunt was the same. My, his, her mother was the same. And so on was the same. And I said, stop right there. You are not supposed to have that. You can't accept this. It's not your portion. And it has to end here. And then I lay, you, do you mind if I pray for you? Yeah. And they would normally do like this, put their heads forward. And then I put my hand on it and I pray for them. And then after a while, the man came to me and he said in the canteen, 
I haven't seen him for a long time. And he says to me, do you know ever since that day when you prayed there, when we were working there? I said, yeah. He says, touch wood. I have never, I've never had that headache again. I said, so why are you touching wood? <laughs> Jesus, Lord have mercy. So I told him that wood or no wood, it makes no difference to God. Praise the Lord. Once he touches you and he heals you and you change and that's it. There's nothing else that can break it. There's nothing else that can take it away from you. Praise the Lord. You just get in there and you receive it and it's yours. And then when you have it, then you reach out to other people. Praise the Lord. I believe today there's been an empowerment in all of us in here that we are going to reach out to others and tell them about this tremendous love of God for them, for his people, for his creation. Praise the Lord. So I'm so glad that I've had an opportunity to talk to you guys and, and share what the word of God is and what it has for us. Because the Bible says what, nothing can stand between the love of God and us. Praise the Lord. Whether death, no life, no whatever it is, it can come in between once we position ourselves to receive. Praise the Lord. So let's always be in that position to receive this word and make sure from today that our spirit man is connected to the spirit of God. That's where our power is. That's where our strength is. Praise the Lord. And then you'll find that you will begin to get more strength and your life begins to change when you make sure that the spirit is connected to the spirit, eternal spirit, because that's where the strength is. And then you'll be able to overcome the flesh. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus.